This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of the MK1 podcast, the opposition overview for Burnley with Turfcast podcast. Um, just before we get started, I just want to send a quick message to Aidan Gray, who's the MKDSA treasurer and follows the Don's home in a way, as a regular listener to the podcast himself. Um, just want to give you a quick get well soon message, Aidan. Um, obviously, we were informed that you're recovering from COVID 19 and want to wish you well. and Hopefully our podcasts are um, helping you recover and, you know, if there's anything we can do for you in the meantime, uh, please let us know. And that goes for everyone else as well. Um, obviously, we've been put back to another national lockdown and really difficult times, ultimately. If there's anything we can do for you guys, please let us know. Um, of course, the podcast account, MK1 Podcast on Twitter, um, is always open to you guys to have a chat. And our personal accounts are also, which you can find at the top of our um, Twitter bio. Um, we want to help any way possible and um, hopefully our podcasts um, and our general interaction with you guys uh, is doing that um, and on that, on that note uh, thank you very much for the positive uh, comments and listens on Liam Sweeting uh, podcast the latest MK1 meets um, it was a really good chat with Liam and it seems to go down well with you guys so thank you very much for listening and um, yeah hopefully you guys enjoy this latest episode of the MK1 podcast Enjoy. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Hello and welcome to the MK1 podcast, a podcast where usually myself, Ross and Joe talk everything Milton Keynes Dons. Uh, for today, it's just myself um, as we do our latest edition of the Opposition Overview and um, a typical with uh, an opposition team we face, we'd like to get a guest on to give us a bit of a lowdown and everything them. And um, we've been grateful enough to be uh, for Joe from the Turfcast podcast to come on and talk everything Burnley. So uh, Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Well, as good as you can be in uh, these times, right? But uh, yeah, just uh, getting on with it. 
Yeah, same. I'll just say off air then, weren't we? I'll, I'll, obviously, me being from Burnley, being a Burnley fan, living in Burnley, it's uh, it's been pretty much tier three since tiers started. Before then, it was part of the national lockdown, obviously. And even in the gap between the tiers and the national lockdown, it was on the news every day saying like Burnley was the worst place in the country for it. But like I was saying, just like I said, just then off air, um, you'd think that Burnley were walking around, everybody Burnley's walking around like zombies, but it's it's just quiet like everywhere else at the minute. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, I mean, I live near Leicester and myself. Um, we're often classed as like, well, we're victims of them essentially because obviously Leicester's such a, a wide range of ethnic minorities there. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're often put into lockdowns with them, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's not the greatest time, but um, it's not much else we do really, is it, apart from get on with it and hope that it gets better in, this, in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed for that, though. Yeah, um, well, one topic that could be interesting for you guys in the near future is that the new ownership is coming to Burnley, right? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm really, really excited. As you can see by my the prop that arrived off Amazon this morning. Um, yeah, really excited for it. Alan Pace, who's the new chairman, who's obviously <clears throat> um, the the head of ALK, who are the company that have bought us, um, or, or, or are now the owners of Burnley Football Club or whatever. Um, yeah, it's interesting because uh, they've come in, they've said all the right things. They've said that Sean Dyche is going to have money to spend. He's not going to be frustrated because somebody asked, there was, he did a press conference today, uh, which was streamed live on the, on the Burnley um, player thing. And um, it was saying all the right things. It was saying things like, one of the questions was, uh, Sean Dyche has been very frustrated with lack of transfer activity in the last few few transfer windows at Burnley. What did you make of that? And they were like, well, he's not going to be frustrated while we're here. So, you know, it's, it's things like that, it, it makes it sound like yeah. he's, he's definitely going to back Sean. Um, I, I, from the outside looking in, uh, I don't. you probably wouldn't expect to see um, loads of signings in January, especially. And we're not suddenly going to become Aston Villa and Fulham where you spend 100 million at a, at a transfer window. That isn't going to happen. That's just unrealistic for a club like Burnley. But we're going to back the manager. And that's the difference. We haven't backed the manager for a while. The last time we made some first team signings when we bought Charlie Taylor and Chris Wood from Leeds, and that's three and a half seasons ago now. All the rest of the signings have been yeah. like under 23s or people like Josh Browner, for example, we brought, we bought Josh Browner from Bristol city in January last year. And he is now a first team player, but at the time he was brought in as backup. So do you know what I mean? Like we will now probably see people that are bought and put straight into the first team. The manager will be back to be told right, you can now improve your team with them players, or at least that's what we're expecting. That's what we're hoping for, should I say, but interesting. Um, I think the majority of Burnley fans are excited over it rather than uh, worried about it, but there are some people worried about it, but um, I'm, I'm excited about it, definitely. Yeah, it's always a bit of an ease when a new owner gets announced, I suppose, but um, it'd be interesting to see what the transfer policy is like now with the new owners in. Do they go for like EFL talent? Do they go for European talent? Maybe it's going to be a be keen eye to watch for you guys over this window and, of course, over the summer. Yeah, I think... I, I... Some of the noises, when you read between the lines, they've not specifically said this, but when you read between the lines, I think it's still going to be a similar transfer strategy to what we already have, which is by up-and-coming players from the EFL and the Championship and things like that, and then bring them into the into the side, learn how you know Burnley play, the Burnley culture, the Burnley ethos, all that sort of stuff, and then bed yourself in. Exactly the similar way to which Josh Brown has, who I've literally just mentioned, um, something like that. I can't see us dipping into the yeah. European market too much. I think if we're going to buy anybody in January, it's going to be somebody on loan. Um, there's been talk of Jesse Lingard, which is just absolutely 
no, just definitely do not do that. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And and just no, nobody wants him. Man United don't even want him to leave because they want squad depth. So, but that were mainly Jordan North's fault because he went on Sky Sports News this morning and mentioned it. So all that is because of Jordan. But um, I think they're the sort of people we'll be signing in January. There'll be loan signings from bigger clubs like that, and then and then we'll crack on in the summer. I think. Yeah, definitely. It sounds uh well. Yeah, hopefully it goes uh, well for you. So we've seen, seen plenty of bad ownership. So um, hopefully this is a, this. This seems like it's going to be a good one after face things anyway. Yeah, well, if you look at so, like I said, if you look at the last couple of transfer windows, it's they've not been backed at all. So it's good to get somebody in who says yeah. he's going to back the manager. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so aside from all the ownership um, dramas, um, I suppose in the past few days, how has Burnley season in, in general gone so far? A uh, bit of a mixed bag, really. Uh, and to be honest, I wouldn't even say it's a mixed bag. I say it's the first half was absolutely dreadful. When I say the first, obviously the first half of what's happened so far. So the first half yeah. of that was absolutely dreadful. The second half of, of that has, has been really, really positive. Just look at the last few games. Well, obviously, we didn't play this weekend because Fulham had a, an outbreak of coronavirus. Uh, and then the game before that, we beat Sheffield United. Um, everybody beat Sheffield United, um, but it, you know we, we beat them anyway. Um, and the game before that, we lost at Leeds. But I don't know if you've seen the refereeing display of that game. We played really well. We didn't deserve to lose. Um, it's one-one. If the referee does his job, it's one-one at the minimum. Um, but I, I'll probably get slated. I know I'll get slated off Leeds fans. But even the Nick Pope incident, I think he wins the ball. I, honestly, I don't think that's even a penalty to them. But we won't get into that. But then obviously before that, there were wins against Wolves, wins against Palace. Um, and a win, a win at Arsenal as well. And you know, the first time in our history that, w- that we've won at the Emirates Stadium, the first time that we've won at Arsenal since what, what, right in the 1970s and 1960s? I can't remember. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, it's a, a rubbish start, but now we've we've we're Burnley again now. Uh, and by that, we obviously mean picking up results, hard to beat, keeping clean sheets, uh, and winning uh, and winning games by the, the smallest of margins. But that's what we did last season, and we finished 10th. That's what we did the season before, and we stayed up, and that's what we did the season before that, and finished seventh. So, uh, if you win games one nil, you get the same amount of points as winning the game six nil. So, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, that's something we've kind of struggled with in the past, um, MK Don, in terms of not really grinding out results. Um, and with the manager we got currently, it's um, not similar, but maybe in periods we've you know played really nice football, but ultimately not won a match or just drew a match where. We need three points to climb at the table, so maybe we could take some inspiration from uh, Daesh and his, you know, grittiness and hard work in this in terms of getting results. Yeah, well, it's definitely it's definitely a way forward. It's something that I I, I, I barely get criticised um, a lot. I, I know I know Twitter is not the best place to to gauge people's opinions and, and fan based opinions. Um, there was a lot of criticism always floating about, especially from the likes of Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea. You know, the big six um, who just don't like the way that we play. Um, but it's I don't know who said it once. What um, a manager once said it. An old school manager said, "If you don't like the way we play, turn the telly off." As simple as that. And, and I'd say the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't you can't feel it any better than that, really. Um, yeah. yeah, Russ Martin, in a uh, our manager, uh, in a recent interview, sort of spoke about um, Bernie's culture and play style and how he wants to incorporate his own into the club, which he started to do at Milton Keynes Dons. Um, you maybe touched on it briefly just there, but in a sort of a nutshell, how would you describe like Bernie's culture and play style as a club? 
Um, pretty much just what we both just said as well, because you said how yeah. obviously we work hard and stuff, and uh, I think that that is mainly that that is what the, the, what does Sean Dash always say? The, the minimum requirement is maximum effort. It basically just means work hard, and and that's all I want from you. If you work as hard as you possibly can, then you will you will fit in in Burnley. That's why people, certain players haven't fit in, like Ben Gibson and and, and people like that. And obviously he's now on loan at Norwich because uh, there were rumours of sort of like rifts between the the manager and him, and the manager wasn't liking how he wasn't giving maximum effort and things like that so um the, the play style it's it's based on a solid foundation at the back a good goalkeeper a good pair of central defenders a good pair of fullbacks uh, and then sort of like going from there you, you can't lose a game if you keep a clean sheet at the end of the day um and it's also about being clinical with the chances as well which we've struggled with this season um mainly because chris woods had a poor season uh, and he's been our main striker for, since he came in from leeds um but this season, he's had a poor season, to be fair to him. And I, I like Chris Wood. I, I'm one of the fans that is defending him uh, every single week. And I feel like I've been lo- <laughs> fighting a losing battle, even for the last three seasons. Because he's one of them players that if he's not scoring, he doesn't really do anything else. You know what I mean? He doesn't offer much else if he's not scoring. Like He's not a, a player that can drop into the number 10 role like Jay Rodriguez and pick the ball up and get it out wide. He just offers literally nothing else uh, if he ain't scoring goals. So at the minute, with him not scoring goals, it's... Um, uh, a poor start from money, but normally it's a case of solid foundation at the back, work hard in midfield uh, and be clinical up front. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much what it's been ever since Dash has taken over at Burnley. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, um, I mentioned on Twitter earlier, it sounds like a lot of teams are playing League One in a sense, how they like to be quite um, sturdy at the back and you know, have like a big man up top, like you mentioned with Chris Wood, who, you know, can contribute with goals. And we've seen with Chris Wood in the past, how he's contributed with goals, especially... Um, so yeah, it sounds like a, an opponent we've, we're fairly familiar with when it comes to our like uh, domestic games in the league. Yeah, it, like I said, it's it, that is definitely the way we'll play. Um, it's just depending on, on on which players play at the weekend. Yeah, exactly, and we'll maybe get onto that a bit later. Um, so, who would you say are some of Burnley's key players? Of course, avid like Premier League fans maybe know this already, but maybe some who don't get to watch Premier League as often as they would like to. Who would you say are some of Burnley's like key players heading into this game? Um, well, like I've just said, obviously, we, we are built as a side who defend well, uh, keep clean sheets and then go from there. So Nick Pope, even though he's a goalkeeper, um, he is probably one of, if not the most important player in our squad. Um, the next two who could argue are the most important players in the squads, uh, in the squad, sorry, um, are the two central defenders, Ben Mee and James Tarkovsky. Um, but obviously, th- them sort of players don't really make people stand up and go, oh, bloody hell, he, he, you know, get, get you off your seat, he's, he's going to attack us and things like that. So in terms of that, it's not sure if he'll play, uh, but it's got to be Dwight McNeil. He's an up-and-coming talent. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, I've had arguments with people at work. I've said a million times, I think he'll play for England. Um, I do think he needs a move, to be honest, to get that regular slot in the England side uh, but I think he's more than capable of it he has had a bit of a slow start this season but he's slowly started playing well again now similar to the entire squad really um, but yeah in terms of attacking ability I'd say, I'd say Dwight McNeil uh, but I'm not sure if he'll play like I said but there isn't much squad depth there so not really sure who comes in for him if he isn't there um, Robbie Brady's another one um, he's been a bit quiet for the last few years uh, when we finished 7th and qualified for the Europa League or should I say qualified for the Europa League qualifiers um, he was absolutely fantastic that season he, he was he was brilliant um, and he's not really been the same since because the season after quite early in the season he had a really bad knee injury like really really bad knee injury um, and he's not really come back from that 
until the last four or five games when he started showing what he's about again. So Burnley fans are all hopeful that Robbie Brady can start doing that again and start playing like he did in, in the season. We finished seventh in the Premier League. Um, and if he does, then he is more than capable of, of tearing up a lot of Premier League defences. Um, so fingers, I, I do think he will play uh, Robbie Brady. I do think, unless he's injured, which he does tend to be a lot since injury, he keeps picking up little niggles. So he's he's coming back from this big knee injury, but then like he'll have a groin issue or a you know a thigh issue or whatever, and and it's very very frustrating. There's been debates whether or not we should get rid of him and stuff, but he's finally showing. Um, why we shouldn't get rid of him because uh, like I said he's coming back into it so for me in terms of attacking I'm going to go with Dwight McNeil and Robbie Brady um, but I think the most important players in Burnley's team are the back three of Ben Mee James Tarkovsky and Nick Pope Yeah Robbie Brady sounds a bit like um, Kieran Agar one of our uh, strikers who a couple of seasons ago helped us to get into League 2 and um, is now sort of constantly getting low injuries, not being involved in the squad too much, but always there in the background waiting to come back in. So, yeah, those two sound awfully familiar. So the last time we played Burnley, I think, was in the championship season for us. It was like 2015, 2016. Um, and, of course, you know, you you had players like Ben Mee then and um, players like that. But how much nowadays do you know of what MK Dons kind of offer, if anything, um, compared to other clubs? Well, it's it's one of them. I think I, I don't know too much in terms of like playing style and, and, and certain players and things like that. Um, I do know that you tend to do quite well in the FA Cup and the Cups, especially against opposition higher than you in in the table. Uh, sorry, in the table in the, in like the league pyramid. Yeah. Um, so that is that is a little bit of a of a worry for me because we've we have a recent history. It's not it's not honestly if, if if you just had this recent history of doing well against Premier League sides, I want I'd be like, oh well they've never beat us in the last few years. But because we also have a recent history of getting knocked out against lower league sides, just to name a few that have knocked us out of the cups over the last few seasons, Accrington Stanley, Burton Albion, Port Vale. Um, there's more I can't even think of them off the top of my head Leighton Orient not Leighton Orient Lincoln City in the FA Cup fifth round a few years ago yeah, yeah. Was there in the conference at that point um, <laughs> what it is we, we have never done well in the cup competitions on the dash never done well that's the furthest we've got against Lincoln City um, which was the fifth round at the time. And I remember walking to the game uh, with my mate and sort of like looking at the Burley team, looking at the Lincoln team and just saying, this could honestly be five or six, mate. We're going to absolutely batter him. I, I, I can't wait to see we're getting quarterfinals. And obviously we got absolutely destroyed. On it. it just Lincoln turned it into a slog uh, and we couldn't handle it, which is not like us. That's what we do to other teams in the Premier League. We turn the game into a slog. Um, but that's what Lincoln did a Burnley on us, uh, essentially. Um, and we couldn't cope with it. But... Um, I don't really know why we don't do well in the cup competitions under Sean Dyche. It's um, it's a bit of a mystery to me because uh, I just cast my mind back to Sunderland last season or the season before in the League Cup. We had Joe Hart on the pitch, um, Danny Drinkwater on the pitch, Aaron Lennon on the pitch um, and Ben Gibson on the pitch. So there, there was like over 50 England caps alone on the pitch playing playing for Burnley and we still got beaten, still got knocked out. Um, so I'm not sure what it is. It's not even like he just puts the kids out and stuff because... Um, he doesn't. I think there must be some sort of attitude in that camp of the Premier League is a be all and end all, and the cup games. If you win them, you win them. I'm not too bothered. That's all I can think of. That's all I can think of. But we don't do well in the cups um, under Sean Dash. Yeah. Well, my next question is going to be like, do you reckon Burnley are going to play their strongest eleven? Because obviously you've got Man United coming up on the twelfth of January, I believe. So obviously that's mm-hmm. quite a big game for you guys in terms of you know you're in good bit of form, want to win that game, really get yourself back at the table. So do you reckon Burnley are going to prioritise that game over the, the FA Cup game against MK Dons at the weekend? 
I think they'll definitely prioritise it. Yeah, I think I think they'll definitely prioritise a Man United game. I, I know Wigan a few seasons ago, quite a few seasons ago now. To be fair, won the Premier League, won the Premier League. They wish won the <laughs> FA Cup and got relegated from the Premier League. Um, I, I, honestly, it's not for me. Premier League's a be all and end all, and I, and I agree with yeah. that. We need to stay in the Premier League. We've had a poor start, so we need to keep that form going. And the minimum minimum that we need to do against Man United is put in a good, good performance. If we absolutely fold like we do against uh, Man City every single season, then that could knock us back four or five games. So we don't really want to be doing that. So we are definitely going to prioritise the Man United game over the, the FA Cup game, uh, of course. But whether we'll play a weakened side, that's another debate because we don't really have a weakened side. Like we have... We don't really have any squad depth. That's our problem. And that's because of the lack of investment. We're going back to a question a few questions ago now. There's yeah. not been enough money put into the starting 11 and things like that over the last few seasons because apparently the chairman has known that he's going to be selling at the club. So he's wanted to keep money in the bank, like a healthy balance sheet rather than getting players in, which I'm not a businessman. So it's worked out in the end. Um, so it obviously was the right thing to do. Um, so I think we are probably, you probably will see Bailey Peacock foul in the net. Um, rather than Nick Pope, you'll probably see maybe Kevin Long and Jimmy Dunn at centre back. Um, but other than that, I can't really see there being too many changes. Chris Wood, Jay Rodriguez has had an injury, so I can't see uh, it'll probably be Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes because that's the only two that we've got. Um, and in the middle of the park, you might see Josh Benson, who I don't know if you know, played for Grimsby a couple of seasons, not a couple, last season on loan. Um, there's a lad called uh, Anthony Griscoll Lennon. He, he also went there on loan. So you, you'll you'll see a mixture. It won't be like a fully weak inside of just reserves or kids. You'll probably see a mixture. Um, but I think you'll definitely see the likes of Bailey Peacock, Farrell, and, and Josh Benson. Um, but other than that, maybe the central defenders, as I said. But other than that, there's nobody really else to bring in. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a mixture for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um... So we're getting to our predictions, I suppose. Um, in the lead up to the uh, podcast, um, I asked a few of our listeners, you know, what they thought of the game because I thought it could be interesting to see whether they think they'll get the cup upset or they'll be a bit pessimistic, maybe, and saying, "Oh, we'll just, you know, we'll get rolled over." Um, and quite a mixed bag, to be yeah. honest. Um, you know, well, one one person, um, Fraser Laura W at, on Twitter, uh, sort of said um, he doesn't think that Burnley's style will actually help us. He feels that, you know, a team that are quite comfortable on the ball that Burnley tend to be, especially with the quality that you guys have, you know, doesn't feel that we'll do particularly well against that. Um, but then there are some people saying that, you know, the pitch that you guys play on at Turf Moor could actually quite suit us quite a fair bit and could see us get a result as, uh, for some reason, um, obviously you probably don't know this, uh, our pitch is terrible at the moment at Stadium MK. So we kind of prefer going away to like a Charlton or a Plymouth where the pitch is nice yeah. and flat and not bobbly so we can play our style of football. Um, so at MK Baz 22 kind of justifies that and reckons there's a good chance for uh, the upset potentially, which of course, well, our side want to see anyway. And um, finally, um, I'll leave off Harris on 87, who reckons we're going to win the game after extra time from penalties. And that leads nicely onto my prediction, because I think that's how it's going to go. And I believe the MK way actually also said that we were going to do that. Um, I do think it'll be 1-1 after full time and extra time and then MK Dons win on penalties. Um, just a gut feeling, to be honest. Um, I don't have anything to back it up with. I just feel that, you know, I'm sure once we go on to your podcast, Joe, and talk about it a lot more, you'll maybe understand. Um, I think if this piece of paper just went flying there. Um, but, <laughs> you, yeah, you'll understand um, a bit about our play style and like we like to play like, quite fancy football with a 
we, we've named the procession champions of Europe for the start of the uh, the season and have sort of carried that title uh, throughout the season. So like to keep the yeah. ball uh, for straight oppositions. And I think the main thing will be can Burnley like achieve their press really well, um, which can definitely happen. You know, Premier League quality players. Um, but I don't know. It's got a gut feeling that although we've never beaten Burnley ever. Um, in our like six games against you, I think um, I just feel we might get upset this game. Well, I don't know. It's, it's like I said. It, 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 obviously, if we had our full starting eleven out, I'd be I'd be very very confident. But we haven't even course, had our yeah. full starting eleven out for the last four or five games with injuries and things like that. Um, it all depends on it's, it's one of them like you, you I've just mentioned to you how Burnley don't have a good record in the FA Cup under Sean Dyke for some reason we go into every single FA Cup game thinking ah you know they're only in League One you know we'll, we'll probably pick we should we should be good enough with players on £55,000 a week to, to, to be with, with all due respect MK Dons but it's, yeah of course yeah it, it doesn't it, it never works out like that obviously go back to the example I've just used against Lincoln, Port Vale, Burton, Accrington, Sunderland it's, and, and the list goes on so I'll, I'll, I'll cast my mind back to last season, uh, FA Cup third round at the turf, which is obviously um, a similar sort of thing. Now, um, we beat Barnsley, uh, who at the time were just been promoted. To, or do, I think they were doing well in League One, or they'd just been promoted to the Championship. I can't remember which league Barnsley were in last just season. Just been promoted to the Championship, yeah. I believe. And they were struggling a little bit then in the Championship, but they came and again, we just couldn't break them down. And I don't know why. Uh, we played Vidra and Jay Rodriguez up top, um, I think. Vidra scored anyway, I think. I can't remember. Or Vidra missed a penalty. I can't remember. <laughs> but um, basically, the be-all end is I can't remember. But no, um, it's it, we ended up winning it 1-0 with a very, very late penalty. And I think it'll be a similar sort of game. I think it will... Well, you'll frustrate us. Uh, it's one of them... I know you don't play the similar sort of football as, Bright, uh, as Brighton, sorry, as Barnsley as well. But um, I, think, I think you'll frustrate us because we won't be able to uh, break you down. Um, and you'll... Uh, it's one of them, I think, and you'll try and play your way. And I'll, I'll tell the now that I know that you try and play fantasy football, I'll tell the grounds, groundsman not to cut the grass a little bit. Uh, so we'll try and leave the grass a little bit longer. Um, try and <laughs> slow the ball down a bit. But um, but no, I'm, I'm going to go for a late one no win. I think we'll make it hard work because uh, it's the Burnley Football Club way. We always tend to do it. Um, but but yeah, like, like, like I said, I, honestly, I wouldn't, I would not be a miss. Uh, the one one and a win on penalties to you guys does just sounds perfectly Burnley it really really does so it's not something that any Burnley fan would look at say if I fell asleep tonight and I woke up on Monday and I looked at the thing on Saturday and said oh they beat us on penalties like oh yeah fair enough it just it just would seem so realistic it is something that would definitely happen so um fingers crossed obviously it doesn't but um but yeah we don't yeah you're in the course yeah um yeah, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked either if we lost 3-1 or 3-0 or... Because, obviously, the quality of play that Burnley have compared to us is obviously completely very drastic. Um, yeah. I'd say one area that Burnley have definitely got an advantage over us is from the set-pieces sort of area. Um, we've always been poor at defending them. Um, you know, um, yeah. Mark underscore LO4 kind of really mentioned that um, in his, like, review of how he thinks the game's going to go. So, I think if there's one area Burnley could exploit, regardless of who's on the picture, whether it's Kevin Long or, you know, Ben Mill Tarkovsky, is through set pieces. So, I don't maybe expect uh, a lot of uh, Ashley Westwood corners if he plays uh, to Ben Mill, maybe. Yeah, Tarkovsky, he's, like that. 
It's, it's, I, I was going to ask you about that, to be fair, but obviously I, there's been, I don't know if people have noticed that there's been a few connection issues and I've sort of like started talking and then you started talking. So I didn't want to just dive in and ask you about your set pieces and how well yeah, you did yeah. at set pieces, but set pieces is, is our forte. It, Ashley Westwood can score straight from a corner. We don't need someone to edit in. He scored straight <laughs> from a corner at Anfield, not last season, the season before, and scored straight from a corner at Southampton last season. So he's due one this season, mate. He is due to score straight from a corner this season. So... Um, but yeah, set pieces are, are how Burnley do it, but it, it just never seems to work out like that, like I said, against against the lower league opposition, because um, I think because the the, the, the pressure's on us to, to take the game to you, I think it gets in the players' heads and they try and do it a little bit differently and they maybe try and play in a different way and they won't play for fouls and free kicks and things like that, like they do against your Arsenal, your Chelsea, your Man United. Um, so we don't tend to get as many set pieces. Um so I think, but with the way you play, that might work in our favour. They might say, oh, well, they're trying to play fancy football. We'll, we'll rough them up a little bit and try and get some set pieces. So, um, But if, if I cast my mind back to the the, the sides, this, the times this season when we've played people that play fancy football, apart from Man City, we won't mention that game, but they beat us 5-0 every single season. Um, I know Brighton have this new ethos of trying to play fancy football, get it on the deck, have loads of possession. And we just tend to frustrate teams like that. Aston Villa like that are a bit, little bit like that this season as well. And we just tend to frustrate teams like that um, because the two banks of four can't really break us down. Um, but that's the two banks of four isn't is definitely not how we're going to set up against MK Dons. You would expect there to be a lot more space in between the midfield and the defenders uh, for you guys to try and exploit if you do play that way. So it's an interesting battle. It's going to be interesting to see two different styles, but. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching it, as you said. I think off air at the start of the the stream on the new FA Cup player thing. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, to see I think I think it, I think the official title is FA player. Um, so yeah, make sure you sign up to that if you haven't already. Um, it takes two seconds. I did it the other day. Um, but yeah, the games will be on there. Um, it's not via the club channels for either club. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, Joe, for coming on the pod. Um, if you want to plug away anything you want to plug, then feel free. No, oh, thank you for having me. Um, as you said earlier, I'm from the, the Turfcast podcast. It's obviously a Burnley Football Club podcast. If you want a new Premier League team, please feel free to check us out on, on, on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search Turfcast podcast. I have no imagination whatsoever. It's the same name on every single platform. So everyone likes an underdog. We are the Premier League underdog. So feel free to check us out. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a great listen. I've listened to a few podcasts before I invited you on. Um, and yeah, good listen. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to this latest opposition overview of the MK1 podcast. Um, as usual, it'd be excellent if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Of course, we always appreciate feedback, whether it's positive or negative, you know, because we can work it in. And um, you know, ultimately, these opposition overviews were um, credit to you guys. So, you know, if you want to see more things like this and that and a bit more creativity, then we're always open to incorporating it. But thank you uh, very much for listening and come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.